Good morning, everyone. It's Judy there. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's going on, fam? Happy Wednesday. Just wanted to uh, hop on and say what's up. And, you know, I ask you guys a lot if you're happy. I mm, ruminate on the topic of happiness quite a bit. But also, too, I, I've been thinking maybe people don't know how to be happy. And maybe mm, just asking the question isn't enough. Um... Or asking the question, are you happy, isn't a deep enough question. Do you know how to be happy? Do you know what makes you happy? Do you know who makes you happy? All of those kinds of things um, are also natural progressive questions after that initial question. You know, so I think I've been on a journey probably like the last 25 years trying to figure out how to be happy because you really have to some of the damage that occurs to you, it happens to you when you're so young and you don't know how to process it. And so you spend your adult years either not addressing it or making mistakes based off of that initial impression. You know what I mean? So I think it's important, the greatest day ever, it's important to to get to a place where you can feel like, okay, I know who I am. The greatest day ever is that day when you realize, oh, I know who I am. I know what makes me happy. And this is the standard I'll live my life by. And I feel like a lot of people reach that at some point in their 40s. And that's why you have a lot of people in their 40s who are super happy. Then you got the other set of people who are super miserable because they feel like their lives are over. You know, it's like I'm 40. The shit didn't go the way I planned. You know, I need to make some big moves. And the reality is most people won't tell you this, but you never feel settled. You know, I always thought when I was in, you know, my 20s, like, oh, I'll be settled by my 40s. Everything will just magically start to make more sense. And it does and it doesn't because life happens. You don't know what it's going to feel like when your parent dies. You don't know what it feels like when when you marry someone and, and so many years later you fall out of love with them and you, you are like, what the hell? Now what? You know, you don't know what those things will feel like. You don't know what it'll feel like if your child gets sick. You won't know um, if your husband loses his job and, and now you guys don't have any money. Like, you can't know what the future holds for you. So it's hard to say you're going to feel settled. I'm not sure why I assume people got settled as they got older. Um, but I think that's a little bit of a myth (laughs) because I don't, I don't know anybody who feels settled even now. Um, and times have changed, you know, things are different, uh, societally speaking. Um, people don't just gut it out. If you're unhappy in your marriage, people just dip. Um, so that whole, we just gutted it out for the kids thing. I don't know that everybody continues to do that. Um, we are a society that's in love with the grass over there. (laughs) It looks greener and sometimes it is green till it's not, (laughs) but that's a topic for another day, I guess. But realistically, I guess my question is, are you happy? What makes you happy? And how will you use that to transform your life um, today and into next year? You know, I'm all about transformation. Um, It's just time to elevate our consciousness. And I think a lot of things have kind of just hijacked our brains, 
You know, if I hear another crazy story about Facebook being used as a tool to manipulate us, I think my head's going to pop off. So, you know, we just got to focus on who we are as individuals, what makes us happy, and and not in a super self-absorbed, selfish way, because we have too much of that too, but it's okay a little bit <laughs> to turn the spotlight on yourself and, and focus and figure out what it is that makes you happy because you deserve to be happy. We're all on this earth for such a finite amount of time and we deserve to be happy. And you just have to figure out how, how to do that, how to get there. Um, and no one can answer those questions for you. Your, your happiness is, is not blah. Your happiness is not external to you. It's inside of you and you can control it. Um, Except the world tells you that you can't. And that's why you have to buy all these expensive things, you know, because those are the things that are going to make you happy, except they don't. Your happiness is inside of you. It's inside of your head. It's in your attitude. It's where you live for real. Um, Because when you lose everything, guess what? you're unhappy. (laughs) Cars don't make you happy. Houses don't make you happy. Spouses don't make you happy. You make you happy. So it's a beautiful day when you recognize that. And if I can help somebody with that process, that's why I'm here. That's why I do this. I'm, I don't know why I'm compelled to share all my thoughts on a, on a podcast. Um, I think I'm interesting, but I don't, I'm not so vain that I think I'm so interesting that someone will listen to this every day, but people do. I mean, December is shaping up to be the most listened to month I've ever had. So it's all because of you guys. And I thank you. And uh, if there's something you guys want to talk about, holler at your girl, Uh, just reach on out. You can reach out to me through anchor, or you can reach me through um, email. Cool people at civiltheory.com check out the website too civiltheory.com that's our parent company Uh, you guys are great I appreciate you I hope this message helps somebody because I'm telling you I've been on the ropes at times emotionally trying to figure out how to be happy myself because I you know religion didn't do it for me Um, I personally was I just knew that I was desperately unhappy and something had to change. So I changed my mind. And uh, it's not impossible. You can do it too. You deserve to be happy. You deserve the life you desire. That's the truth. Facts. Rest in peace to one of my favorite directors, Penny Marshall. Um, When she directed Big, which I think was her second feature, I was in film school. And the hard part about being a girl in film school is there weren't a lot of examples of female directors getting to work on big projects, you know, like anything with a decent budget and a real star. I'll never forget almost my whole time in school, people were like, uh, what's your major? I'd say film or radio, TV and film. I was at Howard University. Thank you very much. The mighty, mighty Howard University. Hey, true. And um, people would go, oh, you want to be Oprah? Well, Oprah wasn't directing movies. Like, I, was, I was like, no, not really. 
But, I mean, I, I appreciate that she hadn't become what she became in terms of being a mogul and all that. But, you know, that was not really an accurate example. And then the other one was, oh, you want to be Spike Lee. And that wasn't really an accurate example. Um, I didn't mind. Well, he was actually a film director, so that part was cool. But he was a man. Uh, he is still a man. <laughs> and his style is so different than mine. And I, you know, I wasn't sure. It didn't feel like a compliment. That's all. I can't, I can't say why. I don't have an issue with Spike Lee movies, really. They are very unique and he's very clever, but he inspired more of the dudes I know in film than the women that I know in film. So, and I'm one of those women. I'm like, he just, I wasn't sure if he liked women. Like, I don't know. It didn't feel like a compliment to me at the time. And so it was really hard to find a woman who had credentials that, you know, but no one ever said, oh, you want to be Penny Marshall. But after I saw Big, I kind of did because it is one of my favorite films. Tom Hanks is amazing in it. And it's got such a gentle touch to it. Um, and they handle this little boy's sensitivity so well. And I know that Tom Hanks gets all the credit for that, but I have to think that uh, Penny was was clever enough to to not force some of these grown up ideas onto this little boy, and you you never lose the sense that this is a child. I mean, Tom Hanks does a great job. You never lose the sense that this is a child in a grown up world, and that it's cold and scary and lonely at times. And she just did a masterful job. And I'll never forget, I was sitting in a theater with my friend Terry Lanton. We were watching the film because I was home, I think, for summer break or some break. And I was watching the film. And one of my favorite all-time scenes is when they get on the trampoline in his dope New York apartment. This apartment was fire. And, uh, you know, they jump on the trampoline and the cutaway to them being outside jumping on the tramp. And the song that's playing is Patrice Russian, Forget-Me-Nots, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but for for me it was because I know that song. I like it a lot. And they didn't have to pick an R&B song, and they did. And they didn't have to pick the perfect R&B song, which is Patrice Russian's Forget-Me-Nots. And they did. And, and I remember being in a theater like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do. And... Um, God, I'm getting choked up. I've never shared that with anybody, not even Terry, and she was sitting next to me. <laughs> but yeah, I that movie really cemented my path. So thank you, Penny. Rest in peace. And um, yeah, thanks so much.